Yeah, so today I'm very excited to bring on Daryl DJ Turner onto the Automator Series podcast. So DJ is a digital nomad, Facebook advertising specialist, and he's the host of the Massage Boss podcast. So what he does is he helps massage and wellness businesses profitably scale beyond word of mouth. Um, but that is just a bit of a taste as an intro. And what I'm going to do now is kick it straight over to DJ just to, to welcome him to the show and uh, get him to start telling us a bit about his journey. But I'm really glad that to have you here, DJ. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited to get a chance to connect and uh, just sit down, talk some business and hopefully share some useful insight with, uh, with your listeners. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, I've like sincerely learned a lot of great uh, mindsets and tidbits and I really like your approach to how you how you do the things you do especially from our, our shorter conversations and such so I think a great first step is always to kind of just give people who obviously don't know you an overview of like your journey kind of how you got to what you're doing and even a bit more detail of what exactly you're doing with uh, the massage and wellness businesses. Yeah, so I always love when I get a chance to tell my story. It's interesting because uh, in some ways, our stories are already written or something in the past, but they're always constantly evolving. So I'll try to tell a concise version, but it is the truth. So I am here today, uh, live in Bali, Indonesia, or I guess stuck here. We're kind of recording this towards the middle tail end. I'm not really sure of, of the pandemic, and I know a lot of digital nomad people got stuck here. Originally, my wife and I were going to travel the world. We left in the end of 2019, and we only made it a few stops before the pandemic happened, and so we've been in Bali for over a year. But it's really interesting because travel is what has gotten me, you know, travel in other contexts is what got me here today. So if I look back at, like, how did I get to where I am today? Uh, it was towards the end of my years in college. I was an engineering major. I was also a musician on the side. Honestly, I was focused on anything that I felt like doing. Sometimes that was school. Sometimes that was music. Sometimes that was business. Whatever I thought was most interesting at that time was what I paid attention to. Uh, but during this time, I was very actively involved in music and I was performing musician and I was on a tour and we were in Europe and I ended up meeting this woman who would become later my wife while we were in Switzerland. So I meet this woman, um, just a typical, you're a young guy, you meet a young girl, this is pretty awesome and saying, hey, how about we make this work? You live across the ocean and I want to figure out, let's make this a, a real thing. I was finishing school and kind of over that phase of my life of like dating all the time I was like no I really like this one like let's let's make this a, a real thing so I was trying to figure out what can I do so that we can figure out our relationship together so I've been doing music a little bit I've been teaching some music online and I remember I, I visited her overseas and one of these trips I had made enough money while teaching online that I had covered all my expenses of actively living in Switzerland. And that was like this light bulb moment for me of, okay, there's something to online business. So at that time, I thought I was gonna scale up my um, online teaching and online music school and make this something bigger. And I had been doing some other projects I was interested in. And they kind of all didn't work for various different reasons. It was at this point where really trying to say like, okay, we wanna move in together. How can we 
figure this out. And at the same time, I had been, you know, a few things happened at the same time. One, I'd been seeing, this was kind of this birth of the, everyone do a digital marketing agency. So I remember just seeing ads all the time, not just from one specific person, but all of these people were saying, you can do this laptop lifestyle thing. And I've been kind of thinking, you know, if one guy is selling me something, he probably wants to sell me a thing. But there's like 10 different people all saying this. There has to be some truth to what's mm-hmm. going on. So I signed up for like everyone's free webinar. I took notes on all the free webinars. And I kind of noticed that generally speaking, they were saying the same thing. And it was a set of skills I had already kind of built through the different projects and things I've been doing because I'd overinvested in marketing. I had no idea that marketing was a career. I had no idea that was a thing that people could do. And it was like, oh, this is the thing I'm going to do to be able to work online. So I went out and I I had been working with a few friends, but it was just like a little money here and there. And I said, okay, I'm going to go find like a real person who's a stranger who's going to pay me to get them clients. And that was a massage therapist. And that was sort of this start. And from there, I I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, a lot of people said, go work in the medical industry, go work with dentists. And so I did that just because that's what other people said. I took that route. I did make a lot of money while doing that, but it was super stressful. I was brand new. Um, I had got hired. It was one of the most stressful jobs I had because I basically went from like a freelancer to a marketing director in like six months. Um, and it was just so, it was like so much work. Um, it was not a good fit for me. And I wanted to kind of come back and I wasn't sure if I was going to stay in the dental industry. And I ultimately decided, this industry is not for me. Let me go someplace where I can have a better impact, uh, something that feels better for me, something that kind of aligns with some of my goals. And I remembered, oh yeah, that massage therapist was that first client I had. Let me go see if there's like other people like her that can use help, that can afford to pay me, that I can actually help them. Um, And that was kind of it. I stuck my toes in the water and then said, you know what, if I'm going to do this right, let me jump in full force. So I said to myself, nothing's permanent. For the next 45 days, you're going to be a massage marketing expert. And in 45 days, if you're not making money, if you're not happy, then you can leave. And I remember like by day 30, I had grown a Facebook group and I started seeing clients and I was getting on strategy calls with people. And I was like, okay, this is working. Um, I'm going to do more of this. And so we figured, figured that out, you know, it's had its ups and downs over the years, but that's worked. And that was kind of this catalyst of, yeah, okay. I'm making money online, like not just a little pocket change for living in college expenses, but like real money, this is what I'm going to, going to do now. Um, and so now, you know, my, my wife, she, um, we got her to switch to an online career. So she was a language teacher. Now she teaches German online. Mm. Um, and we've been doing this nomad thing uh, for, I guess, a year and a half now, something like that. Mm. No, there's a lot there. And I, I love that that journey of learning and you try a specific focus and you're like, ah, oh, this doesn't quite feel right for me. I don't feel, it doesn't like feel kind of good to my core. Let me just keep on discovering, but I really love that journey of discovering. So if I I saw on the the Facebook group, the Massage Boss group, it was created about three years ago. Is that when the 45 days started? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in that time. I had been uh, pretty active in some other Facebook groups, but I had learned 
prior <laughs> i learned prior this whole idea of like you know you never want to build your kingdom on borrowed land so i think i was really active in other people's groups and i was like you know one day i might get kicked out and i was ultimately it was <laughs> a dumb thing uh it was just one of the admins of a really big group who wasn't the group owner just decided they didn't like me <laughs> and kind of pushed me out but yeah. by that point i'd already had my own group established and it was like cool i prepared for this so yeah about three three years ago i, I decided to make a group Okay, I mean, uh, like, I'm actually really curious, and I think people uh, listening would also be quite curious, even if they're in a different niche or a different focus, or they're more like holistic type of coaches or consultants. But what did that first 45 days look like when you said, hey, I'm putting 45 days, I'm gonna see if this works? Like, what were you kind of doing each day or week? What was the goal there? Yeah, so during this time, and I think some of these strategies still work and in some places they're more saturated than others. Mm. Uh, as I'm saying, marketers ruin everything. You know, one person doing something is fine. A hundred people doing something, it becomes uh, overdone. Mm. Uh, but at this time, people still weren't DMing people a lot. Um, I mean, DMing people has been a tactic that's been around and it really depends on the industry. Like me as an online business owner, I get hit up by DMs uh, not so much often anymore. There was like a huge like peak of it probably like a year ago and people do that less. But what I had done is first I was like, I had been in the massage places because it was like my back burner. It was like, maybe I'll go to this industry. Let me first and foremost, just check out who and what's already out there. So I got in all the different massage groups. I would maybe post like once a month, just enough to say I was a you know, existed before I really made a, a full decision to commit to it. Mm. Um, but I made sure I got in all the places. And this is really important because one, it's so much easier to build an audience based off of, you know, an existing one, instead of trying to like hunt random people out out of nowhere. I work with local businesses though. So I can, and I have done that successfully where we just like, we really like scrape the data off Google maps. I have a list of emails and phone numbers and I can do that when I want to. Uh, but I made sure I was connected and then I made sure to, as people say a lot, like share value in some of these groups. Um, but I knew really quickly, the best thing I can do is make sure people like me and not be overly salesy. So mm. I'm going to try and pr produce content that is genuinely valuable, that doesn't come across too much salesy. That was still a little hard in the beginning because a lot of like now I've been established as like an industry leader. I've been published in one of the leading magazines in the industry. Mm. Uh, but before it was just like, there's just some guy here who's trying to sell stuff. But I had to be very careful of this line of like sharing content and not coming across too salesy. Because there are some people like, who are you? You're not a massage therapist. You're not one of us. What are you doing here? Yeah. Um, I think it happens in industry, but I also realized that there are a lot of people like uh, still to this day, they just quietly read. They just, they see it. They don't like, comment, share anything. They just see your stuff and they remember you. Mm. So I shared content. And the next thing that I'd started to do was, um, and this is part of what almost, well, this is not the thing that got me kicked out. It was an accumulation of events. But one <laughs> of the things that I did that was like, like, when I think about the two single most successful things, number one is I dropped the lead magnet in the group. And this is, if anyone who's a smart group owner, this is probably like a no-go in most groups these days. But basically I had produced a case study of actually my very first client. We like, my very first client 
ever. We just like knocked it out of the park completely. It's crazy results. I made sure to document what we had really well. And I produced a case study and I, I posted like, hey, I have this case study of how we got 200 people to respond to a Facebook ad in one month. If you're interested, um, just let me know and I'll send it to you. Yeah. And then I think um, I was able to do this in a way that some groups don't allow that. Some groups say like, if you're gonna do that, you have to share, you can't DM people. And, and I remember what the rule in this group was at the time, but I set it up to a chat bot. So basically I had this link, it would go to a chat bot and it would say like, do you want this case study? Yes, great, here it is. And then there was a little delay for five minutes or 10 minutes. It would say, oh, by the way, if you enjoyed that, there's a free Facebook group dedicated to marketing in the massage industry. Here's the link. Mm. And I just tagged the, the link to my group on the back of it. And that was one of the things that took me from like zero to the first few hundred members. Mm. Um, and that worked really well. And then the second thing that I did during this beginning phase is I knew that I had to reach out to people. So I would DM people directly. Mm. And I think a lot of people do this. They're familiar with the strategy. What I did to be careful is I would not be specific about where I found someone. So there are a lot of different industry groups. And now again, DMing is more popular. And, you know, a few years ago, people didn't have rules like do not DM members because it wasn't really happening. Now people yeah. are like very explicit, like <laughs> you can't do that. You have to be very careful about it. So what I would do is I would just message someone and I would say like, uh, hey, I saw you around in one of the massage groups. I don't know if you'd be interested, but I have a, I have a group that's 100% dedicated to marketing and attracting clients. Would you like the link to check it out? Mm. And this is really important to me um, to make sure that I'm asking for permission. I just said, hey, I, I saw you. I think you might be interested. Would you want this? And if they didn't respond, um, I didn't, I am breaking rules, but if I didn't respond, I didn't follow up. I allowed people ignore the message. Um, but I had, I went back and I crunched the numbers during this like 30, 45 day time frame. And for all the messages that I sent, if someone opened it, because mm -hmm. if I could see that they actually opened it, a lot of people just let it go to spam or whatever. Uh, about, I think it was 30% of people said yes and mm -hmm. opted in and joined my Facebook group. And it's, it's funny because that's been years ago and I, I use that after the initial time period, but I still occasionally will get um, people responding like now to those DMs that I sent multiple years ago. And I was like, I just had this week, someone respond to one of those. I'm like, yeah, let me check it out. Um, at, at that time, the group was not, it was not the massage boss community. The massage boss kind of brand identity is something that I've developed a little bit more in the past couple of weeks or mm -hmm. a couple of months rather. And originally it was just called, um, it was called massage marketing in growth. And it was like, this is going to be a Facebook group, hundred percent dedicated to marketing, which for the massage industry is a very, uh, a very sore spot for self-employed people who just really, they know they have no idea what they're doing and they are pretty open to getting help. So that's what that beginning phase looked like. Mm. No, and that's, that's pretty crazy that that was literally all within that first 30 to 45 days that you decided, I want to see what happens. 
yeah, I, I did that. And then I'm trying to remember what I did to get people on the phone. Like, I don't remember mm. what I had set up in the beginning. I mean, I had, I'd already like been familiar with the process of talking to clients and, and, and things like that. So I think I already had like a link to my calendar set up. I didn't have a full website set up. Actually, I would say I still barely have a full website set up only in like in the last six months that I make something beyond a page of testimonials. Um, but I think in, in a version of that message, I included a link as well. Instead of making a whole website, I really just took a screenshot of any anytime someone said something good. Like if I had shared a case study, or if mm. I had shared a post and people are like, wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much. This is so valuable. Because uh, I didn't quite have a ton of results in that industry. Yeah. I would screenshot that comment. I left it on a page and I would share it like, oh, here's what other people have said about me. And I would share that with it as well. I love that. No, I think that's that's brilliant because like, especially if you come into a new industry, you're just thinking about it. It's like, maybe you don't have results um, or you haven't kind of brought on clients yet, but if you've already been giving people value, even if it's just in a group, you made a post and they're like, wow, this has like changed my mindset about X or Y. Like, why not screenshot include that as a testimonial? You had an impact on someone. Yeah, absolutely. A, a social proof is so important. And I think people can get caught up on it when they don't have clients yet. But like, just someone know you and are they willing in a written or video capacity to just vouch for you? You know, yeah. that first step of like, it, there's like this level of has this person worked with someone before? Has this person got results for someone before? But even there's this level like, is this person not a scammer? Has like a real person said, hey, I talked to John. Hey, I worked with Susan and she was great. Mm. And that, that's enough to get started. And over time, you swap those out for like the real meaty. Oh, yeah, they helped me increase my life, increase my sales, you know, the real meaty stuff later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you raised a, a bunch of really interesting points there, especially the fact that, like you said, even back then, you were trying to be sure you're kind of balancing that line of being salesy, but still giving value. It's like that it was your intention just to give value. Like you wanted to help people, but also you want to, you want to get paid for that essentially. So especially in this day and age, it's like when it's just like groups are inundated with those like lead magnet type posts, you know, like, is anyone actually giving value anymore? But when it's like, Hey, I've got this case study, like check it out. It's yeah. You got, it's, definitely a um kind of balancing it's definitely an art to balance in that uh, being too salesy and still wanting to give value yeah completely and i think the other thing that was really useful and i'm trying to remember if this was past that initial 45 days because there were there are two things that i just were was aware of and one of them is this idea of dig the well before you need it so i had really put most of my effort in this 30 to 45 days but as i mentioned before this was, the idea was like on the back burner. And so I had been in these groups, mostly dormant, um, saying like, okay, if I ever wanna go into this industry, I would hate to be a hundred percent total stranger. And I would encourage anyone who, you know, if they're at a point where maybe they're not sure who their ideal client is, or they're, they're kind of wiggling things around is to like, to start, <laughs> just start. It's okay if you don't use something, there's a really good chance you will have developed some skills or some connections that will be useful if you change and decide to go somewhere else. 
Um, but dig that well before you're thirsty will be very, very useful. Uh, the other thing that I made it a point to do, and I'm pretty sure this is past that, um, but depending on the group, depending on the industry, depending on the people who are in charge, one, I knew that I could go to established groups to find my client base. I knew that I would need to pull them into my own group because you know, when I'm in someone else's house, I have to follow someone else's rules. So I wanted someone in my house. And I was aware that the best thing I could do was to get someone else to vouch for me. And there are like direct, like, hey, this is so-and-so and they're good, you should go work with them. But there's a lot of indirect associations you can make. Um, and so I made it a point to do to inter start interviewing people. This is before I had the official podcast. I made it a point to say like, here are the head honchos in this industry. Mm. I'm gonna interview them because they are more than likely going to share my interview with their own people. Um, and that led me to be able to set up, I think my first affiliate deal, I was able to get within like, I think the first, for sure the first six months, maybe even within the first three months of like, hey, I came in here, I'm a stranger. Um, I post some stuff, done an interview, show who I am and approaching someone like, Hey, you have a list. I have a thing and I'll give you 30% if they buy it. Do you want to show it to your list? Uh, and they said, yes. And that was huge because not only did I, like, I make money off that thing, but that was like a huge influx of really high quality traffic towards my stuff of people who, you know, I had essentially been vouched for because someone said, Hey, here's this guy. Like you trust me. I'm telling you to trust him, go check this stuff out. And that was very, very useful. Oh, so were you, so you connected with um, some of the big honchos in the community already to, for them to direct traffic to your stuff or for you to direct traffic to their stuff? For them to direct traffic to my stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And there's, there's different like levels, you know, every industry has like, there are people, and it's all a slave in the dental industry. There's like, okay, all the dentists who are on Facebook all the time know like these are the 10 or so like head honcho dentists, consultant business coaches. But if you're never on Facebook, you don't know who they are. And there's like the older generation knows these people or the Instagram people knows knows these 10 people. So they're, they're a little different for like every industry. Um, but I knew I made it a point to say like, okay, I'm on Facebook. Who are the big players on Facebook in this industry? Mm. I'm gonna go be, I'm gonna be friends with them. Obviously I want it to be mutually beneficial. And we've done lots of work with quite a few of them, like again and again. Um, but I was like, I knew I need to build, I knew I need to build these relationships and do them quickly. And I was able to turn quite a few people into affiliates pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, also the way you're speaking about a lot of this is very like matter of factly almost. Obviously you've got a lot of experience in the industry now, but it sounds like even from the get-go, you like, I've got this path, I know what to do, let me go try it. Did you have kind of mentors at any point or did you have any like coaching at any point in some of this stuff? Yeah, I had some coaching and I'm trying to remember. Uh, so when I've been working in the dental industry, um, I had received some coaching at that time. And honestly, though, it was a mix, mismatched coaching pair mm -hmm. and someone who I would probably go back to like now, I think it makes a lot more sense. I was pretty early on and it was something where I didn't know hundred percent what I was looking for. And I can look back and say like, oh, for the level of business I was at, 
that was not the correct kind of coach and what, what I needed to work on. Um, but someone who I really, really, really just um, look up to and really enjoy and actually uh, intend to go back to working with him because I, I have a lot better understanding um, of like where I'm at and the kind of coaching that he provides makes a lot more sense. The other thing is I just, I make sure, I made a point to consume lots of information and I think a lot in systems and frameworks and I probably blame this or attribute this to some combination of, you know, I did get an engineering degree. Um, the, the thing with engineering is not so much like I, I learned, yes, I learned how to build bridges and build buildings and like things like that, structural engineering. I, I learned all of that. But really what you're doing is developing a set of tools along with a set of frameworks and systems to solving a problem. You spend four, I mean, I spent more than four years, but you spend multiple years learning how to solve problems in a specific way and give yourself frameworks for solving these open-ended problems. Uh, so I think taking that combined with, um, I listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast a lot during this time, like mm. a ton and read, um, I actually hadn't read the four hour work week until after I'd been doing this for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had, I had taken a lot of lessons away from that and was able to um, quite often kind of takes this, take a step back and say, what am I doing? Where am I going? Is this something repeatable? What lesson can I take away from this? So I'd been in, I'd been in the demo industry as I went from like freelancer to employee marketing director, and then back to being self-employed. And it was in this process, like, I wasn't sure if I was going to continue the demo industry, but I knew, okay, I no longer have any name credibility. I'm on my own again. Mm. Let me go build something up. So I'd actually, I had done a virtual summit in the demo industry. If, if, if anyone's new to this concept of a virtual summit, you know, in the same way that we're doing this interview as like a one-off event, a virtual summit is really just combining, mm. you know, five, 10, 15, 20, however many of them into a single event. And now it goes from an interview to an asset to an event. So I, I took that, I was able to, you know, get like my first thousand leads um, pretty much from that one event. And uh, I shortly after was like, no, I don't want to stay in the demo industry anymore. But I, when I switched over to massage, I was like, oh, I know that the most valuable thing I can do is connect with people who already have established audiences. Mm. I didn't do a summit in massage until two or three years later, only recently that I actually do one. But I knew like I can replicate this process of I'm a stranger, no one knows me, let's go find the people and be friends, the people who already have audiences and see what we can do together. No, that's, uh, that's amazing. Cause one question I also really like to ask is like, uh, what is a big lesson you would tell someone? And if I kind of uh, interpreted what you said correctly, you kind of like hinted at it already. It's like, have a framework, have a model and learn from it. Like look at what works, look at what doesn't work within that framework and model. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if I would, if I would even add on to that, and I, I think I'm stealing this from, from Tim Ferriss is absolutely have a framework so that you can understand what point A and point B is, because a lot of the specifics, there's a good chance that the specifics will change or have to be massaged. So if you have this framework of, okay, my intention is to build an audience by, I'm going to do this by reaching out to people 
in some capacity, like that framework gives you the, the flexibility to say, oh, is it a podcast? Is it a virtual summit? Is it DMing people? You know, that sort of thing. And the next part of it that was important to me is to always ask myself, is there a way that I can do this so that I do not lose? And that's something I, I definitely stole or borrowed from Tim Ferriss um, saying like, okay, I'm, I knew that I was interested in changing industries. I was looking at the massage industry and I said, how can I make this in a way that I'm not going to lose, even if I don't get my intended result, which is like clients and money and all this stuff. I said like, okay, I'm going to learn how to walk into a new industry with almost no connections. Mm. And there's a good chance I will learn how to do that. Even if it doesn't give me the intended result, I will learn that. I will end up learning how to do interviews better. I will end up learning what works, what doesn't work when it comes to DMing people and things like that. I think that's so important because I, I was working with someone recently and um, I, I don't consider myself a coach. I consider myself more of a consultant because I typically don't prefer to hold people's hands through the process. Um, and it's not, that's not like a, a negative thing of coaching. I'm just saying I much prefer to say like, here's your homework, go do it bye come back to me later i don't want to be there regularly involved most of the time yeah. um, but i've been working with someone and i'd realized how discouraged they were getting of like oh i'm not getting the money i'm not getting the results and i kind of had to stop them and say like are you aware of what you have built though in this process like your your benchmark for success is like did i make a bunch of money from this yes or no but you now like you learned how how to build landing pages you learn how to build a facebook group you learn how to build an email list you learn how to build an audience etc cetera, etc cetera. those are all those things that lead to success but that's how you set something up so that it's no longer a you know binary win or lose scenario or something that you can make sure that at the end of the day you're going to win no matter what if you can't find those things then like you make the decision whether or not you want to continue forward with whatever project tactic, strategy, initiative, whatever it may be. Mm. I, I really like that part you said about it's not, if I understood correctly, it's not just win or lose. It's uh, like which parts work, which parts didn't work, which direction can we go? Can we massage it? Does, do things need to be massaged into the framework better, etc.? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, if people are like thinking of physical objects, it's like, is the whole computer dead or is it like, oh, the hard drive died, but you have a good keyboard, you have a good screen, you've got a good battery, take those, put them in the next machine and see how it works. Yeah, no, I think that's a, also a very good uh, part to start wrapping up because going from the dental industry and you realize what's quite for you, that you didn't quite gel with the people and you didn't kind of feel that passion for it and then end up in your, in the massage uh, and wellness space. I mean, I, I personally love that journey of like discovery and finding where you resonate and where you can have that biggest impact. Um, so if there are people who want to reach out to you any, any way, like what's the best way for them to do that? If they want to learn more about what you do or have some questions for you type of thing. 
Yeah, so I think the best thing I recommend is I personally, I turned my Facebook into, um, it is my real life and also one of my favorite marketing assets. If you're interested in reaching out to me, have a question, whatever, I actually just say add me on Facebook or if you're listening to this and my Facebook friends are full, then you can follow me or send me a DM. Uh, you know, the full name is Daryl Turner, D-A-R-R-Y-L, but DJ Turner should also show up. And if you're watching this, hopefully you can see my face. Um, my website's lmtgrowth.com. That's my massage specific website. You can listen to the podcast, Massage Boss Podcast, and check that out on all the platforms. We should be on all of them. I think so. Pick your favorite one. should be there. Yeah. And if I remember, you've got 100 plus episodes now that people can go listen at any time that they want, right? Yeah, I think this week was episode, I think Monday episode 125 came out and I awesome. like I can't believe we made it to this many episodes, but yeah. Nah, congrats on that. Yeah, uh, it's been really awesome having you on, DJ. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, same to you. Chat soon.